Hello and welcome to our second episode of Relationship Goals Question Mark. I am Amber Zackham and I am here with my husband and today someone who's annoying me greatly, Danny Zackham. <laughs> that would be me. What an introduction. Yeah. Um, so last time we decided to start with a shot because we are nervous, but I feel like maybe this time we just do it to make it a tradition. Yeah. That seems right. Okay, so we'll save the cheers for the end. Delicious. Red stag as usual. We're still doing red stag, but we're almost out of our bottle, so we'll probably switch it up soon. Or Jim Beam, you could send us some. <laughs> still begging for those sponsorships, huh? <laughs> um, some exciting news we have before we kick off today's podcast is we now have social media a Patreon, and we got we want you guys to join us. So you can find us at patreon.com slash relationship goals QM. That's question mark QM. Um, we have three tiers. You can choose from the Smitten Kitten, Danber Defenders, or the Relationship Goalies. Oh. What do you think about those names? I think you chose those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, what would you have called? I don't know, even one of them. Oh, I had a good name. I forgot what I put, though. I think it was like mm. the first tier was like people that don't love us enough. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a solid. <laughs> it was a good one. Yeah. It was something. One dollar? Was... Come on, people. <laughs> hey, I'm excited to take anything we can get. <laughs> if people love us enough to give us a dollar a month, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Exactly. Cool. Um, what are you drinking today? White Claw, I, the lime variety. He just showed the computer as if you guys can see. So we're doing that again. We're going to do that yeah. again. I'm also <laughs> drinking a White Claw, so yeah, it's fine. Um, so today's episode, we have titled 2020. Um, we're going to be talking about how this year and all the changes have impacted us as a couple and um, just kind of work through some relatable topics that we feel like you guys obviously are going through probably many of the same things we are, whether, whether you're single, in a relationship, somewhere in between. It's just, I feel like one of those years where everyone's kind of going through the same shit. A lot of shit going on in 2020. Who thought that it would begin or thought that it's going to end this way? I mean, we're yet to see how it'll end, but. Shit storm. I guess we should talk about the start of 2020 for us. So we, like everyone else, um, you know, started getting this news about the coronavirus. And I work in the travel industry. So this is something that I feel like happens every single year. There was Zika virus. There was the violence in Mexico. Ebola. Ebola. It's something, it feels like every single year where people start freaking out. They don't want to travel to certain locations. And I immediately assumed it was something along the lines of that and defended it. I said, no, it's going to be one of these things. People were like, should we cancel our trips in May? And I was like, absolutely not. This is literally going to blow over. And so I immediately just thought it was par for the course as something that is constantly coming up. And then switching locations the next year, depending on, you know, where the news blows. And as for me, I think we were watching it closely at work, but had no idea that it was going to ramp up to what it became 
I mean, we were watching it at the beginning of February just as inklings that it w- might might happen, but but definitely didn't think it was going to get to where it did, I would say, beginning of March. Well, yeah. So in March, we went to um, – we didn't cancel our travel plans. People were starting to cancel travel plans in March. We went to Charleston, South Carolina for Danny's 30th birthday. And so I feel like when we left for vacation – uh, things were starting to get a little weird here, but like nothing. A little, little squirrely. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe people were starting to like kind of make plans or like change plans. And we were just like, I don't know, like we're going to go. We'll see how it goes. And then I feel like by the time we came back four days later, we came back to a completely different world. It was, it was night and day. I mean, I went to the grocery store the day we got home and the shelves were bare. Everything was just completely, completely different. And it, and it was the crazy thing, too, is that we were hearing, I mean, stories from 10 different people and no one knew what was going on. And it, it was kind of mass craziness. It really was. But as as for being in Charleston, that was a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, Charleston is, I think, one of my favorite cities. So we got home. Then what? Then the day we got home, we went my company went to work from home, which was just completely turned me upside down because I never thought I could work from home. Never, never in the realm of anything I've ever done have I thought I could work from home because I'm too ADD, too crazy. And I know that I would have to share my space with this one. Well, and I have always worked from home since, I mean, essentially like the first year uh, post-college. Um, so nothing in that realm really changed for me, but having Danny home was a huge transition because he is literally never home. He has tennis a couple times a week after work. He goes out with coworkers after work a lot of times. Um, he works downtown, so it's easy to kind of just like grab a drink at a bar after work or, you know, we'll go to dinner somewhere or, you know, Danny is home, I would say two of seven days a week right after work before COVID. Yeah. That's accurate. Yeah. So I think like the work-life balance for him became a lot better because he wasn't obviously like as soon as the work day's done, there's nothing, you can't keep working. You can't go anywhere, can't do anything. So I felt like your work-life balance greatly enhanced. And I think something I did have to learn, though, is just how to disconnect and get away from work. Because when the work computer's just sitting there, I would catch myself going back in at night, just checking emails over and over and over again, back like I used to do. And I was driving myself a little bit crazy. I think I did, over a couple months, learn how to deal with being at home and disconnecting and getting away from it, which was nice. Yeah. And I think that's something that um, for anyone that's never worked from home before, it takes a while to get to that point because when you're not physically leaving your workspace, it's hard sometimes to mentally leave your workspace. And obviously Mm -hmm. for me, it's been six years of working from home. So it's very natural for me. People think it's easy. It's not. I love actually. It's like, not. <laughs> that's one of the things that I absolutely loved about this year is I am so sick of hearing people talk about, oh, it must be so easy. Oh, it must be so nice. You get to like wear your pajamas. You can do whatever you want around the house, blah, blah, blah. And I 
agree that some of those things are true, but it was nice to see so many people this year realize how much actual, you know, self-restraint it takes to work from home. Just, you know, you can't just turn the TV on whenever you want. You can't just, you know, constantly be doing something because you have to get your shit done just like you do at work. And that's easier said than done for a lot of people, especially me. I would tend to, you know, try to put something on in the background and immediately would catch myself just not working. Weird. I don't know how she does it, but she's really good at working from home. And she taught me a lot, a lot and a lot of skills that I didn't have before. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> He's being such a cheese ball tonight. Even before we started recording, I was so annoyed at him because he's just like rattling off these like generic phrases that I feel like Danny is one of the most sentimental people I know. He has like the kindest heart, but I think sometimes he thinks about that too much and then it just comes off so generic to me. It's all from the heart. Okay. It's all from the heart. Speaking of annoying me, um, one thing that I think that really changed when you started working from home was we started taking on, by we, I mean you, started taking on a lot more of the shared responsibilities around the house. Try to. I think... In my opinion, it's the first time in our entire relationship that I ever felt like the balance was at least in some way there. I would never say 50-50, but I would give you like 80-20 for like the first time ever. 20? Yeah, 20. I'd like 30. No, I will never give you 30 (laughs) until you do what I do around here, like on a regular basis. There's, (laughs) There's no way. I'll take 20, I guess. He keeps like staring at himself while we're recording and like shrugging and like pointing like <laughs> tonight, tonight is just not the night for me. I'm so annoyed. I feel like yeah, yeah. This was we should have done it last night, maybe. Maybe because I think I the fact that you didn't have obligations gave you more time to fulfill the like house life obligations that I feel like should be more shared. Yeah. It is the first time in six years that I tried to chip in. I was here for the dogs all day. They were always around. So I was here to help with the biggest, our biggest task, which is the dogs, I would say. Mm. You wouldn't say that? No. What would you say? Massive houses. When you have three floors to clean, this is way more work than the dogs. The dogs are literally take them out a few times a day, feed them twice, like make sure they don't get in a fight. Well, I was wrong. It's cleaning the house. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, My next note says I loved this time together. And I just wish I was (laughs) in that headspace right now because it's so hard to convey that I really, I really loved. I mean, I understand it was a horrible time for people. People were dying. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm specifically saying that it was a really, I feel like good time for our relationship because we were spending so much time together and you were taking on so much more of the responsibilities around here that I thought for our relationship, we were at that point in a really good spot. We just talked a lot more and <laughs> we were all, yeah. Uh, yeah. And just uh, shared a lot more opinions about things we normally wouldn't just because we were around each other in like each other's workspace and that life too. Yeah. I mean, we went on walks all the time. I feel like we were just like reconnecting because we literally had nothing else to do. Oh, what was the next thing that happened? Your friend Jenny came? My friend Jenny. She's going to be Our so <laughs> fucking pissed. She's going to be livid. Our friend Jenny. Oh my God. Jenny, we are so, no, 
I am so sorry because that's so inappropriate that he just called you my friend. She's going to be so mad. We had a quarantine, if yeah, you will. Quarantine. Um, my friend Jenny <laughs> lives in New York. And just after we got home from Charleston, they were about to go into shutdown, as were we. And um, she decided to come quarantine with us for a few weeks as a stopover on her way home to Michigan, you know, not wanting to bring the coronavirus if she was a carrier or asymptomatic or whatever, home to her family and her, you know, elderly grandparents and relatives. So we got a roommate. Roomie. Yeah. yeah. And not for the, it's not the first time we've had a roommate because. No. Amber's sister lived with us for a year, which, you know, was our first experience having a roommate and someone around all the time to, you know, experience us in our relationship. Which I think is one of those things that I really wanted to talk about today is that I feel like um, we've really embraced that our relationship, even though we're married, even though, you know, we've been together for eight years, it's not always going to just be the two of us. And so sometimes we have, <laughs> we have roommates, sometimes, you know, we don't know what the, we don't know what the future brings for us. And so I like that our relationship is kind of fluid and it's always changing. We both kind of embrace that. Go with the flow. It's just how you have to live life. <laughs> you're just really, you're just really giving me nothing tonight. You're not, you're I'm just, just not contributing the, anything to this conversation. I'm all over the place. I would say the thing that Jenny did best for us is she, you know, she was just a balance. She kind of played devil's advocate between both of us when we did have arguments. And I think because of that, we learn more about each other. I feel like it's like what this podcast is going to do for us is it's going to give us a little bit of insight into like, I always think I'm right. You probably always think you're right. Or maybe you always think I'm right. I don't know. But I'm sure people are going to share their opinions on what they think about the things we talk about. And it's probably not always going to be nice. No. And I feel like not saying that's how Jenny is, but like she's not going to tiptoe around our feelings regardless of if she's my friend our or not. Friend. Sorry, Jenny. She's going to hate you. And one thing I, I like, just another thing I wanted to say about Jenny being here, us having a roommate in general is just that Danny and I enjoy each other a lot. We like, you know, our alone time, but it gets boring. I think it gets boring. We have a big house, you know, we hang out when we are together. It is just us a lot of the time. So it is nice to throw another person in the mix. It just... is. I think that's also why we don't usually travel alone. Like we live alone, we do so many things, just the two of us. We've had all these years together. And I think it's sometimes kind of nice to have like- Traveling alone is just boring. It's fun to experience the world with your friends and just have those experiences. Because I feel like when you do go on trips and do those things, you can get away and have your time as part of like the, the bigger- Even the though bigger we picture. never do. We never do that. No. <laughs> it sounded nice though. Yeah, it, it sounded nice. Yeah. I think Jenny was a good breakup of quarantine, the start of it, not knowing there was so much unknown. It was just a fun time. We drank a lot. We watched all, we watched Tiger King. We watched Cheer. We watched, you know, all of the, the trends. Um, and so nice to have a friend here. I agree. I and agree. one of our best, like someone that, like I said, understands us and gets us. And obviously she was the one that set us up. So it's funny how quickly you went from my friend to our friend. I apologize. Maybe Jenny's quicker to forgive. I'm not today. 
Yeah, you're gonna yell at me when this is done. <laughs> no, I'm yelling at you now. <laughs> it's, I'm saving it for the podcast. We literally got in a fight the other day that I said save it for the podcast, and it is gonna be our next episode. Yeah, it was like. Uh-uh. We're not going to talk about it right now. Yeah. They can't see you lock your mouth like that. <laughs> so now that we've talked about some of the good stuff, let's talk about the bad stuff. <laughs> I think that, were you going to say something? I was just going to say 2020 <laughs> was a really, really hard year outside of our relationship. Yeah. Like we had a lot of shitty things happen. We had probably, I would say cumulatively, this has been just the hardest year of both of our lives. 100%. I mean, I had my grandma pass away during the beginning of COVID. Not from COVID. Not from COVID. Neither. Neither death in my family. My uncle also passed away, unfortunately, in the middle of COVID. And, you know, it just sucks to lose family members during during a time like this. It was nice to see family, but never fun to deal with that. And just, it, it just is on top of everything else that's going on. Yeah. I mean, I had really, you know, hard family things go on this year. My anxiety has been through the roof. I think this is a very telling year because I think it's time for me to actually like accept my anxiety struggles and maybe like it's time to talk to someone because this year has just been not just for me, but just every single thing I, I can't, I almost sometimes can't control the anxiety and I think it's sometimes just because there's nothing to do. I, I'm just always in my head. When you can't get out of your when can't get out of the house and go anywhere. And typically if I'm at work, I have the car, so she really can't go anywhere. This house, you know, you can feel trapped in it and trapped in your thoughts and trapped in everything here. I agree. And it's a lot. It's a huge it's a big space. And I think like on top of it being one of the hardest years just in our lives, I think it was a really hard year on our relationship too. I think that even though we did feel like we were very close when we were fully in lockdown, I also think this has been a really, really, really hard year on our relationship. I think it was, I think I know it was hard because it brought out a lot of the flaws and it brings them to the forefront when you can always talk about them. And they're always there. And, you know, you when you can't get away from each other because you're always around, that can create a lot of stress and tension between people. And, you know, we've had a, we had a couple bad fights. I mean, and straight up. One of the things I wrote down, too, is because a lot of people say when it comes to, you know, knowing if you're in the right relationship is if during the hard times, the person steps up. And I think that's kind of an unfair assessment. Yeah, I definitely, there was times, there was times I stepped up. There was a lot of times I didn't step up. And when, when the, those times didn't happen, when we're, when we're around each other all the time, it just brings it right there all the time. And I feel like we, the tension was there all the time on top of just the anxiety and everything else. From, you know, the family stuff that went on with me this year I had to be in Michigan several times. My my pay got cut significantly this year. And I felt like so many times Danny just did not step up where I needed him to. It's also hard to having never gone through something this hard. Like we've had, you know, we've had really bad things happen in our relationship, but not with both of us going through so many hard things and different things and different things all at the same time i felt like how can this be the right relationship for me if i can't if danny can't you know compartmentalize his feelings and step up but then you know the longer this has been going on and the more 
that I feel like I stepped back a little bit, I realized that like, this is such an unprecedented year. This year is going to go down. And I mean, I think in our lifetimes is one of the craziest years we'll ever live. On top of all of that, we didn't get to go on our trip. Something we do look forward to as a couple is traveling. And that was a big thing we had on our list this year was to was to go on our trip over to Europe and to celebrate her sister's graduation and to have a bunch of friends over and to do that trip. And when we didn't get to do that, I also think that was just like a really big letdown on the year. Yeah. I guess I feel like I didn't realize how much of a bummer this podcast was going to be today. <laughs> you know. It's really, like I'm emotional. Yeah. I, I One more thing just on top of that. I think I, I tend to be a selfish person. So when I'm around Amber all the time, she got to see that side. And I don't like that side. I was definitely selfish on some of the things that happened and could have, I would have chosen a different path looking back on things in hindsight. So I don't, I want it to be all sad and sappy though. We did have some good things that happened this year. Yeah. I mean, I, I think obviously we touched on, you know, some of them obviously getting to spend so much time together. You got your MBA. I didn't even write that down. <laughs> you didn't write that down? <laughs> I, like, I feel like I use it so often. Like I love to say it like I have my MBA, but like I didn't even think about it. You got your fucking MBA. That's huge. Yeah, I'm a master of the universe. We also paid off so much debt this year. I feel like even with my like significant pay cut, we just weren't spending any money. We like our gym membership was paused, no parking, you're not eating out at lunch. We paid off so much debt this year. It just felt so good to like we're almost in a position now where um well I'm about to have student loans because of my MBA. Other than that, we are, you know, we have our house about to take on this, but we have no other debts, which I just think is like so incredible because we started out this year I felt like in a very bad place. We're in a hole. And I mean, we bought a house last year, so it was just, we needed everything. And so we were able to just really set ourselves up now, even with the significant pay cuts, we are spending less even now because the pay has not been restored for me. And so I don't know, I feel like really put a lot of things in perspective financially for us, which is a huge lesson to learn before it's like, you're one of those people that uh, look like you, you know, are spending all this money, but like truly you're in significant debt. Like manage, I feel like manage your money. Yeah. Manage Be smart. Just, I feel like it's just like about just doing what you can and stay and like stay in your lane. He loves to use that phrase. It's like from a Kevin Hart skit. It is from yeah. a Kevin Hart skit, but it, it is so true. Just, you know, if, you're, if you go out and spend a lot of money, just know you know, you have to I'm gonna make get, a lot of yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I also think this year we didn't have a calendar to stick to. So we usually have such a full calendar. Weddings, weddings, weddings. Work trips, um, vacations for ourselves, you know, other obligations. I have godchildren. So we are going to first communions and birthdays. And, you know, we obviously have siblings. So all of their events, any life milestones of any of our closest friends. I mean, our bridal party, we had 10 bridesmaids, 10 groomsmen. Mm -hmm two ushers, two junior bridesmaids. I mean, and I still would consider most of those people some of the closest in our lives. I would yeah. say like not all of them anymore, but like most of them. Good core. Yeah, there's a good core group of that 24 people that we still, I mean, we, we show up for them over and over and over just like they do for us. Yeah, I'd also just say that 
you know, we, there was some new friendships that formed in 2020 and we, you know, some new people that definitely came into our lives. We hang out with all the time now. We used to go to happy hour with a group of Danny's work friends um, on Thursday night. So we continue that into quarantine via Zoom, which was awesome. I thought that was great. And I feel like we got so close with them because Zoom is literally just talking. Like you don't have any other options. You're just, you actually have to like communicate. You And you also did that with your friend, your friends, Kana and Alma yeah. all the time. I feel like I got so much closer with some of my friends and I feel like we're going to continue. Even my family, like I, I talked to my dad more during quarantine <laughs> than I have. I don't know. In Ever. Years. <laughs> I mean, going through some of my hard family stuff, I talk on the phone with one of my aunts and one of my uncles now, like every week. It was every day there for a minute. Yeah. But now it's every week and we yeah. text and it's just like, I never would have connected with them had, you know, not all happen. I'm really close with one of my sisters. We talked every day. We talk all the time. And I I mean, that's part of that's part of 2020 i'll just bring it up because she's laughing over here um i just you get in fights with people you live in your learn we'll make up it's okay you just are so willing to like divulge everything about our lives yeah it's our podcast people know <laughs> i don't apologize for anything i say and if you know me i never will that's so. true i mean he does apologize i don't think you don't apologize for things you if say. i'm wrong oh it's a when <laughs> I also kind of just circling back to the whole, like, I didn't feel like maybe you like stepped up for me this year. Realizing that hard times don't equal the relationship is something you have to put in perspective because we have to take these things that we're always hearing about relationships and what needs to be done and kind of debunk them because that's not real life. Those tough times and what, what you see on TV is not real life. And and you do, and you do have to debunk what is real, not real. And that's why we're, that's kind of why we're, I think we're doing this podcast. It's literally relationship goals, question mark. It's both. Sometimes your partner doesn't step up for you because they're also going through the shittiest year of their life. But then other times they do. It's, it's about finding that person where you have, you, you have enough self-awareness that you can understand that just because you're going through something really hard doesn't mean that someone else has the capacity to take on your shit too. I mean, that's easier said than done. I've definitely dumped some shit on you that didn't need to be, that should have handled it myself and vice versa. But that's how you become a stronger relationship out of that, right? I don't think I put Uh, anything on you. Oh, the second part? I think you put a lot on me, but I don't feel like I put extra on you because you don't, you're not like a person that takes on other people's stuff. You are kind of a one track person it's like when i first started dating you i was told it's just, it's danny's world and we're all just living in it i'm trying to change that mentality <laughs> i'm just being real here babe. <laughs> it's good that we can you know kind of work through some of this stuff and talk about it because that's what we're here for yeah i mean our relationship is a lot of fun but like this year was fucking hard definitely the hardest year of our relationship if not of my life I agree. So I think that kind of that kind of wraps up what we wanted to talk about today. I didn't in my mind envision it being so serious, but I feel like we kind of talked about some really important things today. I think that we kind of meet in the middle. That's what this whole thing is about is understanding and not taking everything you've ever learned about relationships and trying to apply it to something that's not real because it's the mixture of the hard times and the good times that make a relationship so great and like worthwhile you can't ride the highs in a relationship and you can't ride the lows and that monorail yeah it's that you live you ride that monorail with your other and 
you figure it out. Well, on that note, um, I kind of want to remind everyone. Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe to our um, Patreon. It's, again, patreon.com slash relationshipgoalsqm. Um, we also have a website that you can send topics to because we are going to start doing what we're calling mini episodes because our first love, the reason we fell in love with podcasts was because of the podcast Morbid. Um, we're huge true crime fans and Morbid is a true crime, true crime podcast and they do mini Morbid. So we're going to do mini episodes mm-hmm. here too, where we um, talk about questions you guys want us to talk about. And also we're going to use fights that we get in as mini episodes because I don't know that they'll take up full-time even though they might some of them could be multi-part episodes at some point (laughs) sure um (laughs) we also have an instagram so you can follow us at relationship goals qm everything has that qm because it stands for question mark because we're not sure if we really are relationship goals that's you know are we aren't we check it out check it out and on that i think danny's gonna make a toast because that's how we're going to wrap up the episode. And then let's go from there. Yeah. So Danny, you're, the floor is yours. Let's just go. I'm going to say cheers to everyone making it to this point in the episode podcast. Two. In episode two and just <laughs> listening to us, you know, bitch, bitch about 2020 a little bit. Talk about our relationship. You know, I hope everyone just learns a little bit something and becomes a little better person from this. If not, you're a little more entertained. So to everyone, cheers to everyone. Have a good night. Have a good night.